Do you want to talk about our date? From oh yeah, almost ten years ago. Yeah, let's do it. I want to know what you remember about it. Cause... I remember nothing. I have blocked out so much of my life. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I that sounds terrible. <laughs> what? Look, when you, I guess when you're someone who's had a lot of trauma in your life, you just tend to... Just block it out. Well, yeah, it's like, it's weird. I have, um, like, I have periods of my life that are completely blacked out. I have no recollection of, like, most of high school and, a, and like, that period in between, like, and end of high school to, like, mid-20s, kind of. <laughs> I remember you from high school. I don't really remember having a conversation with you in high school. But then I do remember seeing you when you walked into my work with your mom. Oh, yeah. I just didn't... I was so clueless back then. I didn't know... I, I didn't know how to, like, be <laughs> normal. No, no one did. <laughs> normal. Everyone who looked like they had it under control did not have it under control. Yeah. I, I for sure didn't because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. I just remember I kind of got like ladies man vibes from you. Because of the Victoria's Secret. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm cause... like, look at this man and his harem of women in underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember I dated one girl. Well, I had a girlfriend from when I interviewed at Victoria's Secret. We broke up and then there was like a five months no, like four months span of mm -hmm. us we didn't talk at all and in that four months i dated two girls from victoria's secret and then i ended up getting back with the girl that i was dating before and anytime there was a new girl that got hired the whole thing was oh be careful because you know he dates a lot of the girls here i took all the girls out to costco to get a slice of pizza i'm not gonna lie <laughs> feel them out some of them you know we hung out but we just figured out we weren't compatible and then some girls just lived too far for me to make the effort. And then I ended up back with, uh, oh, we'll just call her Andrea. What what constitutes too far? What What's the limit for men to drive? For me, it was, I was in Monrovia at the yeah. time. Anywhere past Eagle Rock. <laughs> like anywhere, if I had to take more than two freeways to get there, yeah. it was a no-go. Yeah. I remember, I mean, I was, I was what, like 23, I was working in Hollywood, and I went on a date with a guy, I drove all the way to Hawthorne, Wow! and the dude was so weird, I never saw him ever again, he was so, it was just the, it was the most awkward interaction ever, um, I think it was like he just immediately glommed on to me and wanted... First of all, okay, if you've never... if Here's some context. If y'all are listening and you've never been to Hawthorne, Hawthorne is... It's like... It's a little like Watts, but like <laughs> beachy. <laughs> like the beachy yeah. version of... It's, it's not... It, it has like a... Uh, got a roughness to it general yeah. i usually don't mind um but where he took me to like go get tacos i was a little a little fearful I'm like wow this is 
this is interesting. And I knew immediately I wasn't attracted. And but he kept on trying to kiss me after we ate and hung out and stuff. And I think he was, he told me that he was still living with his girl, his ex-girlfriend. And <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Red flag, red flag. Also, I'm not attracted to you. But he, he just kept on trying to kiss me, kept on trying to be like, I want to date you. And I was like, yeah, um, I'm never going to drive to Hawthorne ever again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to say this politely, but, um, yeah, this is, this is too far. And, you know, normally I get kind of butthurt because I'm like, okay, if you, if you're, fr- I get it if you're from somewhere else, but if you grew up in LA, you know that it takes, it takes forever just to drive five miles, you know, yeah. that like there's, the freeways here are always congested yada 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 so you know know that if you want to date here but um no that was when i realized like there is such thing as too far yeah (laughs) and all you know it it also is like location too because you know Oh, I live, you know, someone will be like, oh, I live by the beach. It's like, which beach? Because you, you need to, you need to specify. Cause like, okay, I'm, I might drive to, I might drive to Long Beach. I, I like Long Beach. Long Beach is cool. It's got a good vibe. But, um, oh, you live in Venice? No. It's not going to happen. Redondo? Uh, it's too far. I don't, I mean, I, here's the thing about Redondo. It's gorgeous. And I wish I could drive there more. But I have zero desire because I have nothing to go there for. And also, um, you know, just like L.A. beaches are very different than Orange County. I have family that lives in Orange County and like, you know, I I prefer going there because, you know, I can spend I can literally drive the hour and a half to my aunts and spend a couple days there and actually really enjoy the beach. Plus, the beaches are so much nicer. Um it's just a different vibe. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you. Yeah. I go to Newport Laguna. I don't go down to Huntington Beach. I mean, Huntington Beach is technically orange, yeah. but it's still not orangey enough for me. That's true. I also prefer the beach in the winter, early spring. Really stay away from the beach in the summer because it's just, it's too overwhelming for me. Like the stress of having to find parking, mm-hmm. the stress of like, I don't know, just everyone being there. I, I it's, it's, too it's too, yeah, it's too much. I guess I'm like an energy person. If it's too, if there's too many people, I don't want to be there. But I dated a girl. I'm, well, this is MySpace days. So if some girl added me on MySpace, <laughs> right? We even talk about distance. This was far for me because I had a Jaguar that got like nine miles a gallon in high school. That old fucking I 80s, remember that thing. 1980s Jaguar. Yep. The Shagwar, if you will. <laughs> right. And this girl hit me up on MySpace and she goes, I'm an Omani. And I go, oh, orale, monte. Okay. <laughs> so I saw her profile picture. She was a redhead. I'm like, I like redheads, you know? I got my redhead fetish from like Scooby Doo, Daphne, everything, right? And I go and I pick this girl up and she's 5'11. And at the time, I'm in high school, I'm like 5'8", like (laughs) hitting 5'9", barely. And it was like so awkward for me because she had to like, I don't know, she towered over me. And she was also kind of uninteresting. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know like what it was. I didn't, I thought she didn't like me either. And so I dropped her off and then she sent me a text message saying like, why didn't you kiss me? And I go, I was like, I didn't want to hurt her feelings to say, Hey, not interested. I was just like, I'm just a gentleman and I don't kiss on the first dates. <laughs> you know? And so then I kind of like ghosted her before ghosting was a thing. You yeah. know, I, I like to say I'm a pioneer of that. <laughs> so she messaged me on, on MySpace. She goes, Hey, are you getting my texts? kind of like those thirsty guys right and i go oh sorry my phone's broken right now i don't have a phone at the moment so just myspace me because who's we didn't have computers attached to us internet attached to us at all times yeah i get a phone call at two in the morning from a different number i didn't know and i'm like oh damn like hey let me answer this and it's some other girl and she says is this danny i go who's this and she hangs up and then I get like a long ranted text message from this girl going, you're such a bitch. I can't believe you don't want to talk to me. And I felt guilty, but I didn't know how to let her down because yeah. I'm a fucking teenage boy. And then I'm on MySpace and I was like, I'm going to unfriend her just because, you know, she's a little hostile. And she put a bulletin. Remember bulletins on MySpace? I never had MySpace. You never had a MySpace? <laughs> okay, well, let me tell you. She put up this thing. They used to have this thing called a bulletin where you would post like just this mass comment for everyone to see kind of like a like a facebook post yeah a wall you post. can pin stuff now i know that i haven't used facebook in years yeah. but she was talking about her weekend and she says oh yeah p.s everybody from monrovia is a bitch and i was like oh. <laughs> i was like yeah, fair enough because i was a bitch i didn't want to fucking talk to you i didn't want to let you down too hard so that was my first and only time online dating wow so my first online date was, I was right out of high school. I was 18. I decided to sign up on Zoosk before it got creepy. Okay. Mm-hmm. It wasn't creepy back then. It was actually kind of cool because this is like pre-Tinder days and all of that. And I, I, would, I just wanted to meet people outside of our tiny little world that we live lived in and um so I'm, i matched with this guy named well i won't say his name but, give him a, a fake name well we'll, uh, we'll call him tyler i matched with tyler and i thought he was really cute he was like a little bit more artsy fartsy looking than i i was very artistic but just he was a little bit more and um, we got to talking, and he lived all the way in Hemet. I don't know if you know where that is. Yeah, it's like really freaking far. And we decided to meet. He actually came up, and I was so flattered because it, it's such a long drive. Mm-hmm. And he actually he came up a couple times, and we became really good friends. I think the initial thing I thought was when I first met him, I'm not very attracted. He had dreads. Oh. <laughs> um, he was he was very white and had dreads, and I just wasn't into the um, sort of like that that look that guys did in the nineties, like the 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 it's like grungy but not like the Rasta grunge fusion of he kind of had that look about him, and I just wasn't really that interested. But he was fascinating, and I, we ended up being really good friends, and we would talk. He actually ended up meeting someone else and he would tell me all about their relationship and I just, I have very fond memories. It was like a really good interaction or it was a good first interaction from like an online thing. And I think that's why 
it sort of has painted all of my online dating history mm-hmm. with like a, a nice, you know, positive brush because I have that experience of just like, oh, you know, like we didn't work out. We weren't like compatible dating. He was also an Aquarius too. Ugh, so the <laughs> we're the worst, <laughs> but also the best. And, um, I, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you're not attracted because you're so similar. Jeez. There, there's like a, a a a familiar a familiarity among someone where it's like you don't have enough differences. You you think too similarly that you're almost not challenged. Yeah, and that's kind of what I felt with him. But nevertheless, it was it was an, a really positive experience. Now I, this is funny because I've had so many horrible online dates, which you know. I, I could, if I wanted to, I could literally just delete every account I've ever had on a dating app and be like, I'm done. I'm never doing this again. But I, I have that like first positive experience that made, made me think like, okay, wait there, you can make connections. I don't know. Maybe I'm living in la la land and like life isn't like it was 15 years ago, but yeah. Because back then you were limited to the people in your area. That's true. Well, mm. yeah. Yes and no. You can meet... People weren't... There wasn't this, like, stigma. Like, I know that other apps um, developed out of the fact that Tinder be- had its own stigma. Like, it became a hookup app. And yeah. other people were like, I want to date. And there's no apps to just date. And so that's why, like, I think Bumble and, you know, all of that sort of stemmed from the lack mm-hmm. that was in those, the, the void. you know and also like the fact that people like our generation we are not doing christian mingle we're not doing farmer meets farmer <laughs> black people meet we're not j-date all... i don't know J-date. like there's so many there's so many different apps and i um yeah i don't know like i i've had i have a lot of good stories like a lot of I got all day. I, okay. I, this one's a classic. This one's a classic. Okay. So context, you know, LA working and living in LA and we're, I decided to, you know, match with this guy on hinge. We have a lot in common and I'm like super excited. We're going to meet. He's kind of, we share, we have similar interests, but he's also different enough that I'm interested so he's he asked me like do you want me to pick you up so i'm like okay yeah pick me up i didn't feel like weird about him coming to my Mm -hmm. place and picking me up so he picks me up and he gets out of he gets out of the car to say hi to me and he's about a foot shorter than what i (laughs) expected and i had worn like not heels but like chunkier boots Mm -hmm. so like we were basically the same height and here's context i'm five two and or five two and a half so five three yeah (laughs) five three on a good day and i you know i had a couple inches with my boots and we were the same height and that's like i just don't like i fine be be shorter than me but don't lie about it please don't he said he was like five ten or something on the on the app so you have love for short kings is that what you're saying 
Do the short kings have a chance? Uh, depends. I mean, how <laughs> funny are you? <laughs> Danny, Danny DeVito, 4-10. Funny enough for you to give him a shot? Yeah, but Danny DeVito has kind of like a... Um got kind of like a gross vibe about him i don't know there's like a there's like a smarmy kind of him on it's always sunny in philadelphia oh he's he's fabulous on that show yeah no the guy was shorter than i thought um we go out on the date and he pays with gift cards (laughs) he paid he paid most of the date we got ice cream and we went to the movies he paid with all gift cards I didn't hold it against him. We go out on a second date. The second date, I go over to his place. He wants to show me what his place. He's talking about he's got, you know, like, you know, a kitchen and a, it's like a little one bedroom. I'm like, yeah, I won't hold it against you. It's fine. You know, he's like, he says, he calls it an apartment. So I, I get there and it's kind of in a part of LA that's like very Armenian which mm-hmm. is, like, cool. I love, like, how L.A. has all those. But there's, it's funny because, like, the the house that I'm seeing, ne- the house next door had, like, these weird statues of, like, naked cherubs and, and like, weird wildlife animals. And mm-hmm. I'm just, like, and fake grass, too. It was just all. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, this is really an interesting part of town. This is, like. Was it off the two? It was, yeah. Okay. It was, yeah. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And so I get there and it's not an apartment. So I'm like, he's like, oh, just go around the back. It's a house. Mm-hmm. And I guess his room is sectioned off. Like it's completely sectioned oh. off. So he has his own entryway. So he's like renting a room pretty much. Pretty much. And I'm like, uh. why? God? That's weird that he called it an apartment. It's very strange. So I get there and I walk in. And it is the size of a bedroom, and there is no kitchen. There is a kitchenette, which you have you will, which is literally, like, there's no sink or anything. It's It's literally a a stand with just a microwave and some, like, food on it. Wow. It was... But the immediate thing that I noticed when I walked in was he has a bunk bed. (laughs) So his... He wasn't originally from L.A., but his friend had his friend had decided to crash with him and never leave. So in Ooh. order to accommodate his friend, he built this bed that had that was a it was essentially a bunk bed. He yeah. built it, though. He built like so he had top bunk and then the dude on the bottom lived underneath. And I, we're talking, like, a really small space. And it's all filled up with, like, furniture. Because, like, yeah. imagine he has... He built, like, this full-size bunk bed. And the dude underneath lives. And the dude underneath, I mean, it, it was like a rat's nest. Like, he just, like, burrowed himself in there. And he was like, I'm never leaving. Wow. <laughs> like, I just... I can't imagine having a friend like that, too. I'm like, eh, I don't know about I've, this. I've seen it happen. I get it. Because it's like everyone wants to make it in L.A., but I don't know. I got really, I got, it, it was, it was very unkempt, you know, like I, mm-hmm. the whole place was kind of like ratty and smelly and like what you'd imagine, you know, a teenage boy's room to look like. And the toilet, the, but the most horrific thing was like the toilet looked like it had never been scrubbed in its <sighs> entire lifespan. 
And when I went, I I was like very uncomfortable, but Mm. this guy's showing me his quote unquote place. And I'm just like, okay. So I didn't want to sit on, there was nowhere really to sit, but I didn't want to sit anywhere near that bunk bed situation. So I, I decided to, oh, okay. He has a computer chair right here. So, you know, I'm like talking to him sitting on the computer chair and I turn around to sort of like look at the desk and everything. And as I look at the desk, I see that there's a pubic hair on the desk. (laughs) And I start internally having a little bit of a, of a a meltdown meltdown. So this is before the actual date. I wanted to bolt, but I didn't. I stuck around for the date. He took me, he took me around. I, I forget. We wait, we ate at some place. I don't e- I can't even remember what it was. It was somewhere in the Hollywood area. And, you know, we're, we're having conversation. And I realize I'm like, this guy is like, there is no depth. There is no, we are not having a very in-deep conversation. Because I'm saying things to him and he's being wowed. And I'm just like, yeah, I know that I'm, you know, incredibly witty and... <laughs> Wow. I'm totally kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But but what I'm I mean is that you know I wasn't saying things that were like I'm a deep thinker, but mm-hmm. I I wasn't. You're keeping it like at a seventh grade level. Yeah, I was keeping it. You know, the average person yeah. speaks at a seventh grade level. So. And you know, and he just was like, "Whoa!" Like I never thought of it that way. And I'm like, "Whoa, this is not good." Because I I we're having a conversation, and this guy is is. His mind is like blown with really simple concepts. Um, yeah. So it was, it was, so then we were walking, he's walking me to, back to my car and he goes in for a kiss and I sort of pull away and it just is like that really awkward like thing and I felt really bad and he, you know, he texted me the next day and I had to tell him, you know, look, I'm just not interested i'm sorry i just don't think we have like enough in common and you know the whole spiel that you tell people when like you don't want to be like yeah you horrify me (laughs) jesus it sounds so mean it's because he's he was a very nice guy but i just there's there's also like a, a um like a smell issue like you know when you go in to like hug someone and they just don't smell good like to you it, it's not like this yeah. they smell bad. It's just like you, your, your fer- pheromones, your, your, pheromones, your pheromones are not picking up what, what you want. There was that issue. All It was just like a horrible, that was like the, one of the worst dating experiences off that app. Mainly just because I felt like I, you know, it's like when you order something at a restaurant and you get it and you're like, what the heck is this? <laughs> it was just like the, from the beginning everything felt like a catfish (laughs) like i thought he had an apartment i thought he you know had money i thought he had you know this 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 and this thought he was tall like none of it (laughs) oh i don't live with my parents my parents live with me not that i'm looking for money but i i i I don't know like do men are do men like to impress on dates because like gift cards bro i don't know i think it depends on the guy and where he's at like I know some guys that will break the bank to take a girl out on a mm-hmm. date. Mm-hmm. And then some guys will put zero effort. So it varies. I mean, I, I've always tried to make an effort on a second date 
Took some girl out to Buca de Peppo. I think like a meet and greet. You don't really need to. My That's what my, my parents call it, a wow. meet and greet. <laughs> I think you don't need to spend a whole lot of money. Really, you're just seeing, okay, am I even like attracted to this person? And um, I mean, with the gift cards, I should have known. Like I should have just not gone out on a second date. But I think at that point I was like, I was kind of confused because... I don't know. Us women, like, we like being, we like when someone shows interest in us. So, like, it's interesting to us that you're interested in us. So, we're going to be like, okay, what's up? What's up? What do you got? What are you you trying to show me? So, gift cards should have been, like, date nine or ten. Like, when you establish, hey, we got the ball rolling, but hey, I'm going to save some money. (laughs) I got a gift card. You want to go? I don't know. I mean, honestly, I just think the whole gift card thing was it to me. To me, okay, this is how I took it as a as a girl. I get that you're probably like you're li- trying to afford to live in LA. I get it. You're strapped for cash. I totally get that. Well, then maybe like don't get the ice cream. Don't take me for a movie. Maybe like take me for a walk in a place that's like really beautiful. You know, like take yeah. me to like a nice arboretum type park or something you know something that doesn't cost a lot of money or costs nothing essentially and like do a bring your own ice cream you know pick up a pint of ben and jerry's and like have a nice ice cream date in the park there's lots of ways to like to um you know date inexpensively but not Mm -hmm. do it in a way where like you're it's actually more romantic that way i think i'm definitely more of like the you know take me on a romantic walk or you know i don't want you to spend a lot of money especially if you're just meeting someone or only have gone out on a couple dates i just the gift card thing to me was just implied like look you're not worth it like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spend like money i'm not gonna spend even nine dollars on you for a nice ice cream i get what you're saying gift gift cards would be acceptable after you have something established pretty much yeah I mean, also, it, it was, yeah, it just, it was, it was very, I just felt, like, very weirded out by the whole, the, the whole, when you put the whole story together, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a little, it's circusy, it's a little freaky, you know? Yeah. I mean, he was in his mid-30s, and he lived in a one-bedroom with a bunk bed. He lives in a studio. It wasn't even, a, it was like a bedroom that's not a studio it was a bedroom that got walled off at some point to be its own room it's a sub-sized studio <laughs> stop, stop trying to give the guy credit okay i mean like i get it like that kind of space in new york would probably be like four thousand a month or something astronomically crazy um i still think things are priced better here but yeah, no, I get it. He was probably paying a ridiculous amount of money just for that tiny little mm-hmm. place. I totally get it. I get it. I don't want to be... That's the thing is, like, I have a heart and I don't want to be mean. And I realize that because I'm from here, I have an advantage to people that come here from other places and have to get smacked around a little bit with how expensive it is to live here. Here's I an, totally understand. Here's an idea. Go home. Stop <laughs> coming to L.A. I well that's a whole other conversation you know how i feel about that how you know i I just don't like people that come here 
and they romanticize L.A. as if somehow L.A. is like a Band-Aid for their crappy life in Minnesota or some shit. It's it's let's let's have a, a, a moment of realization here. Wherever you go, there you are. Meaning, it doesn't matter where in the world you are. If you're miserable, you're still the same piece. You're of still shit. the same piece of shit. So <laughs> let's get that straight. So stop coming to LA and stop ruining our city. Hey, there's nothing wrong with with uh, fucking North. I don't know, fucking whatever time. North you Dakota? Were you gonna North say Dakota? North Dakota? No, Fargo? Like, <laughs> what were you Fargo. gonna say? I no, I. It's not that people shouldn't come here. Honestly, I just don't like like how we have so many crappy policies politicians you know you know how i feel about all that but the dating the one thing i can say about la is it it literally is the worst place to date now that i've lived in another state and i've sort of taken advantage of the dating scene like in austin you know i think it's if you're a single woman and you can't find a man move to austin there are an astronomical amount of single successful young men there and they are all ready to date and you're welcome for this information <laughs> i think that also has to do with with the male to female ratio thing or i mean male to male female whatever yeah. whatever floats your fucking boat i being in la living in la for my whole life i found that the people who grew up native to LA mm-hmm. have adopted that mentality of the people that have come from out of LA. Yes. Yeah. And so for me growing up broke, I took girls to Costco, got them a hot dog, dollar fifty, one and done. And <laughs> it wasn't because I was cheap is because I didn't have the money to, you know, lavish with them and stuff. And that was also kind of like a, not a learning. What's the word? A trial run. Do I really like this person enough to spend Forty-five dollars with a coupon at Buco de Peppo, <laughs> and if the answer was yes, then you know you'd get a trip to to Buco de Peppo. You know, I'm a true romantic. I love a man with no money. I really do. And I think that's I that. Really do. I think there's something romantic about it with when a girl meets a guy who has nothing, uh-huh. and she sticks around, and then he ends up getting money and becoming a little more successful, and she's still stuck around and is still the same person. Well, what is that? What does that say? I mean, really, the best men have women behind them. They they have women like supporting them and loving them through, ever you know all of yeah. their successes. Successes that that's what makes a good man, right? Is right. a is yeah. a good woman, and they're they're. I'm just I'm such a romantic in that way where I feel like whenever I you know I date someone or I'm with in a relationship with someone, it's I want them to see me as that you know like. I've never been a classist. I've never dated off of... I've never dated someone just because they had money. I've dated people with money. I'm not going to lie, but, you know, six figures. But I... I I think it's a little bit of a lie. Because the guy with six figures was more focused on money than the guy that didn't have any. So it's... You... It is kind of like a um a thing it becomes this thing in your you know money is a thing in your relationship yeah it's a constant it, it ebbs and flows it becomes this like sort of entanglement where you, you know and it could disappear exactly exactly and um 
it was really nice that one relationship where you did have money because we went on trips and I got gifts and you know those things those things are really nice and lovely and I can but that's not your love language it's not but um once you're spoiled also you can't really go yeah go you don't want to go back i don't want to go back to my 20s not because i didn't have money and people didn't have money but i don't want to go back to the that part of my 20s because you're not supposed to really you're supposed to struggle yeah and now that i'm I've, i'm now dating in my 30s it's like the, it's just it's like level up you know there it's a it's a like a video game you know we've we've already done that level let's do a a higher level let's i'm not look i'm sounds terrible i'm not looking for someone with money i'm looking for stability that's a completely different thing and yes money is entangled with that but it's not the whole picture i think emotional stability i think um you know familial stability those things are really important as well you want to take a break from uh, this and get a word from the sponsors i gotta be yeah and then i'll tell you a class of story because you mentioned you know class <laughs> i'll tell you a story right now Let me go one more thing that i would like to add go for it is that i also have no issue with people that live with family because i think that like in this economy with gas at this price like gas food clothes. i mean honestly i don't know how people do it i i i think that yeah like you you got to do what you got to do like if you're saving for a house or if you're saving to just exist in this world at this point it's tough enough, you know as it is yeah i i don't i i think like we've all judged and i think we've all like as millennials we've all gotten to this place now where we're just like nah we can't at this yeah. point like we don't have any leg to stand on, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's what brings me to my story. I, oh. I don't know if I've ever told you this story. I probably have maybe years ago. But I I'm excited. this might lead into <laughs> our BJ's debacle. Oh, yeah? Um, I dated a girl who with a lot of money, mm-hmm. right? Her family was rich. And me, I grew up, you know... On the low end, of, well, not the low end of Monroe, but on the lower side of Monroe, right? Below, below Foothill. Below Foothill. You know, oh, ooh, below Foothill. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, the lower middle class. And uh, this girl's family absolutely fucking hated me. For whatever reason. I don't know. Uh, maybe I was Mexican. Homegirl was half Mexican. But her. all I knew was her parents hated me. Um, and I tried my best. And it just didn't work. So they told her that she couldn't date me. She didn't listen to him because she liked slumming it with me down in the low. And so we dated behind their backs for about three years. And then your boy got a good job, got a lot of overtime, got money. And our, like, Costco dates would turn into subway dates and then would turn into Olive Garden and then, you know, fancier places. And then we broke up. That's another story for another time. And she left me for a dude with a lot of money, mm-hmm. but with no time for her. Wow. And so I had no money, but all the time. And then she flip-flopped. And I don't know if she's still with the dude today, but, like, hearing her 
complaints when she would call me at like midnight when I'm with my new girlfriend, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, I can't I can't be here for your con- you know your complaints." Just showed me that just because you thought you moved on to somebody better, not necessarily means that they're better. One hundred percent. So that was my little classes thing. So wow. yeah, I've had to deal with in Monrovia specifically yeah. dating girls from richer families being like, uh... and I dated a girl with a ton of money and her parents were super fucking cool. They're like, oh, we don't care. We voted for Obama. Like, yeah, we love you. Cool. <laughs> and nicest people. Not everyone with money is an asshole, but I don't know. What I was they definitely, for. I noticed that they're, you know, a lot of families, if they have a lot of money, they want their kids to also date other kids that whose parents have a lot of money, which is always kind of odd to me because I'm like, you're awfully presumptuous, you know? Mm-hmm. Who Who's to say that your child's going to be successful just because you have money? Also, like you said earlier, money can disappear. Yeah. Money can <laughs> can can go away. So, it, it, you know, that that's, an, that's a really interesting... And it's funny, too, because it's like, as Americans, we're... I think we're probably, like, the least classist of any society i mean Mm. we're not like india we're not like china you know they don't even they won't even speak to each other if they're not in the same you know financial bracket so uh or oh god like women being married (laughs) into different family you know marrying up or marrying down and that whole thing you know we don't really have those issues you can really marry whoever you want here or date whoever you want and even if the family like you said doesn't like you or likes you but yeah it's very it's very interesting the the class thing i think going to public school i it i was really i was so unaware of it in my private school bubble that once i got thrown into the thick of public school i really did realize like oh okay yeah all the kids in the ap classes they're all white and their parents all have money and all the kids in the regular classes that I was in were just regular, you know, every race, every... Like, middle class. Yeah, manager. and I'm like, this is a very odd thing that I'm experiencing. <laughs> this is very strange. Because you had this, like, uniform uh, group of people. Yes. And now uh, you got all these different variables thrown in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they all, you know, all the... All those kids went to college, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, not one person in AP decided, mm, maybe college isn't the best financial decision for me. <laughs> and now they're uh, working at State Farm Insurance and trying to pay off that student loan. That's oh, God, and startups. I feel like everyone's doing a startup these days. It's a huge thing. Yeah. No, dating dating outside of California, it you definitely gave me um a perspective that I I would have never had. I I mean, I knew how awful it was to date here even not living anywhere else, but it my it was I needed the confirmation just how terrible <laughs> the it, it LA does, dating yeah. scene is. You know, I it's funny I'm such a hypocrite because I do the same things that have been done to me. You know, like I get, I've had men tell me, yeah, you live too far. You live in the burbs. You know, I only date in the city. And I find myself now being on the other end like, yeah, no, I I don't want to drive 
I'm not to, going to the city. I don't, I don't want to go to the city. I don't want to go to downtown. I don't want to, you know, I, I really don't want to deal with the homeless, you know, the people on meth, throwing knives around. No, it's, I don't That's not how I spend a Thursday night, really. <laughs> In an ambulance getting taken to MLK. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, and also, like, the last time we went down to Venice, it was so home. I mean, I know you said that they're trying to clean up the homeless situation. It stinks there. It smells like sewage. Like, the worst, most horrible sewage ever. There's a lane. I don't know if it was in Sepulveda. But it's a two-lane street has now been converted to a one-lane street because they have caution cones because all the stuff is just spilling into the street. Well, that's disgusting. So, well, I'm not talking like shit. I'm talking just like tents, bikes. Oh, gotcha. Other things, and probably shit too. (laughs) I saw a video of a lady who was walking on the sidewalk with a walker, and then she had to get out of the the sidewalk onto the street because the tents were taking over all the sidewalk. That's sad. There's an older lady with a walker. Mm -hmm. She should have access to a sidewalk so she could walk safely. But what do I know? I'm just some fucking guy with a shitty podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to think of like other, other dates. You know, I, I would, I would, um, oh, I have a funny one. I I met this guy. It was like, okay, Cupid or something. Or I like matched with him and I decided to go out on a date. And the dude, the entire time, all he did was talk about himself. Like I really couldn't get much of a word on, word in. And he was kind of, um, he had, I could tell he had like a combative kind of personality too. So I was just like, no, I don't really want to like get into it with this, with this dude. And I, I didn't feel a connection. I didn't feel like we we're vibing. It was honestly the whole time I was checking my watch. It was like two hours in. I'm like, I don't really want to be here anymore. This is just not good. So he walks me back. We're in we're in Pasadena, like, you know, old town. Mm-hmm. He walks me back to my car. I always park in the same parking lot, too, because I'm just like, it's my comfort place. Yeah. <laughs> like, I always know where my car is and stuff. Anyways. Um, he walks me back and, um, we're talking a little bit and he like immediately goes in for a kiss and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I remember saying, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm going in for a kiss. Like we're, we're, we're vibing. And I'm like, what? I, I didn't get that memo. I'm like, you did not make any indication that you were interested in me in any way. In fact, you were combative the entire mm-hmm. time that we were talking and he was like, oh, no, I'm, like, super interested. And then I was like, I'm not. <laughs> Got in my car and I left. And that was, like, another, that was a very weird. And then, like, what's funny is, like, I delete that. I'll delete an app and then, you know, mm-hmm. I'll get back on it in a couple months or a couple years. Well, like, five years later, I'm, like, on OkCupid and I get a message from him. Like, <laughs> five years after that? Yeah, like, after the date. Like, oh doing how's it going like we never like went out again (laughs) thinking in my head there's a reason for that i know i find you obnoxious and abrasive and (laughs) not fun um i don't know maybe maybe certain men get a certain way when they when they drink they get more combative or something i don't know i was gonna ask if you knew somebody 
But I'll ask you off podcast. Okay. I went on. I was gonna go on a date with them, and then that turned into a fucking nightmare too. Yeah. I dated some girl named Karen. She lived in Vegas, and I dated her for like a week. <laughs> she went back to Vegas. She came to Pasadena. Went back to Vegas, and I was like, "It's not gonna work. The distance." Yeah. And then I ended up meeting some girl who I saw on this website called Is Anyone Up? Do you remember that site? I it was think like so. A, you, I think I do. Revenge post your ex's stuff. So I saw her on there and I was like, hey, heads up. Someone sent me this link. You know, you're on this thing. She told me this whole story about how the FBI was investigating it. What? Yeah, because she worked. I don't want to say where she worked, but yes. if you paste the logo of the company, there's, uh-huh. I guess, some like algorithm that automatically like lets them know like, hey, there's this logo on this website because it's a very, it's a financial institution. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. fraud. Yeah. And I started talking to her and I did not know that she was best friends with the girl that I just broke up with in oh, Vegas. Oh, no. And she led me on like this goose chase on Valentine's Day. I was like, oh, okay. Wow. But. <sighs> oh, Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> That's a holiday that I haven't celebrated often with someone. I feel I was trying to do the math in my head. I think I feel like I was more single in my twenties, even though I like had relationships and stuff like that. I feel like I was more single than with someone. I've had more time alone, which is like a good thing. I know, yeah. but do you remember February twenty first, two thousand fourteen? I remember I broke up, or no, not broke up i no, that was 2015 no i don't remember 2014 was that our those are our, our, our weird date that we had i can't believe you know the date i remember because so it was the week after valentine's day to the day because i went on a date on my birthday and the girl didn't know it was my birthday uh-huh and then i was like i was gonna mention it and then we made plans to go out on valentine's day and then she told me can i bring my friend and i go no so I was like, let me just, let me just let the fucking universe figure itself out. Yeah. And then I don't know if you remember you texting me because I. What did I text you? I The month before in January, I pestered you and I was like, do you want to go on a date? And you're like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> and you said, and that I'm going to. Sounds s- like me. <laughs> and you said, I can't right now, even if I wanted to. Because Mercury's in retrograde. That does sound like something. And I was like, I looked, and we were standing outside of, I think it was your car. And I go, Are you fucking serious right now? Like, is that a. Like, I tried, I had to ask somebody, like, What does Mercury in retrograde mean? And (laughs) I went to work and I asked all these girls, and they go, It's like Mercury is in like this weird position in the universe. And I go, What does that have to fucking do with anything? It means you're not supposed to make decisions while Mercury's in retrograde. So (laughs) I remember you texted me saying, You know what? Fuck it. I'm, I I need to just try something new. I like, I I need to get out of my bubble. You said along the lines, I need to get out of my own comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, Cool. Also sounds like something I would say. Right. I have no recollection of this, but keep going. I kind of remember everything. Like, anything that happens, I remember it. And so I remember from our conversations back, we were walking by, like, these daisies, and you're like, well, that's my favorite flower. And I was like, noted. (laughs) I just remembered it. Then I remember I went to fucking Vaughn's, and I was like, daisies, 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 daisies. And I couldn't find daisies at Vaughn's. 
So I went to Albertsons. I found daisies at Albertsons. I got a little vase. Went to your house. Dropped them off. No. Did I drop them off? No, it was the same night. I came up with them. And your mom was like at the door. And she's like, oh, that was so sweet. Yeah. And then we, we were like two peas in a pod. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. And then as soon as we got to BJ's, it was the most awkwardest night. Yeah, it was. I think I I do top remember. Five yeah, for I think it's because it's like a. It was just it hit me so. It was just random. I didn't. Not once did I. So first of all, I'm really bad at signals. Like I don't. I will never know when someone's interested in mm-hmm. me. And also, I don't believe people. I'm a skeptic. Even if you say you're interested you, you in me, be. I usually am just like, yeah, whatever. Huh? Like, prove it. <laughs> you were right when you told me, when we talked about this last time. like About? Where I was at. Yeah, I didn't, I, I kind of called your bluff. I was like, he's not really that interested in me. He just doesn't want to be alone. <laughs> 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 it, and I can sense that in men. Like, I can totally tell if a guy, like, really is interested in me or if he just really doesn't want to, like not have a yeah. date on friday night so i remember i ordered barbecue chicken pizza uh-huh and i was like oh that was probably not the best thing i'm lactose intolerant but okay here we are now and then i remember we we're just sitting at the table and just kind of doing like a stare off and like so what do we talk about because <laughs> it went from like we could talk about anything to what needs to be talked about now yeah because i i have a f- I've I always had a friendship with you. So yeah. anything outside of a friendship, like why would I what would I have to say to you? It felt like foreign. it felt weird. It felt very weird. Um and I'm like I'm I always like looked to the guy to be romantic because I suffer from awkwardness. Mm-hmm. And I didn't I didn't sense like I, I don't know. We're too similar. That's what yeah. it is. We are way too freaking similar. Two peas in a freaking pod. So we got down to the pizuki. We ate the pizuki. I drove you back to That's like house. my favorite dessert. So of course I'm going to eat the pizuki. <laughs> I dropped you off and I walked you up to your porch. And we just kind of stood there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I guess. I was, I was probably praying you weren't going to kiss me. I, and I was praying that you weren't expecting me to. <laughs> And I was like, okay, I'm glad that's over. I don't even think I, I don't recall hugging you. Uh huh. And I got back in my car and. That was it. I was lying to you about one thing. Told you I didn't smoke. And I was smoking, not like as aggressively as I was beforehand. Mm-hmm. I went up to Myrtle and fucking Hillcrest. And I parked my car and I went for a walk on Hillcrest and I smoked a cigarette all the way, well, multiple cigarettes from. Myrtle all the way to Madison and back. And I was like, I'm a fucking idiot. That was so awkward. Was Wait, was this before or after? This was after? This was after oh, okay. I dropped you off. Okay. And I was just so like, what am I doing? Yeah, because you like disturbed the natural. Yeah. <laughs> like you, this, you. It was weird. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> do I think something would have happened organically if it wasn't pushed? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I'm not your type. No. You're, not, <laughs> you're too Mexican for me. <laughs> that's just being honest. 
Oh, but I had the cholita eyebrows. That was true. It was I what really, 2014. Yeah, I had like my skinny eyebrows. I was like, oh. And then <sighs> the whole bangs. You had bangs at the time, and I was like, no. <laughs> So mean. Like, are for children. That's so mean. Well, yeah, they're for children. I was a child. Like, I was, what, 23, 22? 22. I mean, yeah, I, I, that was a weird time in my life. Because, like, right after I met my, that ex-boyfriend, I met him, like, a couple months after I went on that date with you. So, like, and that was a weird relationship. So, obviously, I was going through some shit. <laughs> I was having a weird time. Um, he liked my bangs, by the way. But, um, yeah, it's weird. Very weird. So, yeah. And then, that was weird. I avoided you for a while. Yeah, you did. I also avoided you. I was like, he might have damaged whatever friendship that we That's had. True. I kept thinking that. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to let that one and just then- Simmer for a while. We had a mutual friend that I worked with. Oh, yeah. And then she asked me, what happened? I, go, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I never went back to Victoria's Secret after that either. I couldn't. I was like, this is weird. That girl that, that I told you about that stood me up on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, she would always come into Victoria's Secret. She stopped for a while. And then... Out of nowhere, like I, I told her like, don't waste my time. Mm-hmm. You're a fucking cunt. I, I verbatim. <laughs> I don't say that very often. Sorry, there's a fly here. And after I told her that, she still showed up at Victoria's Secret, and she's like, "Hey, Danny." I was like, "That was random." I just figured you'd go back to your harem of women at Victoria's Secret, and mm-hmm. you and I would never talk to each other ever again. I think it's funny, like, that's the thing about social media. It's like, if social media didn't exist, do you think you and I would have ever stayed in touch? Probably Probably not. not. Probably not. I mean, that was a lot of awkwardness. That was. But, But you know, I'm so thankful for all of my experiences. I really am. I, I don't regret anything at this point. I also am super fucking proud of myself for saying Mercury's in retrograde because, wow. like, that, that's hilarious. I'm hilarious. And then I'm so funny. <laughs> you did fuck up my mojo once. <clears throat> we went to Donut Man. I think I told you this. <laughs> you had a chocolate milk and you left it in my car. You did. And it exploded under my seat and my car smelled like death for two weeks. And... <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. And I had that date on my birthday. Because I think we went to Donut Man for your birthday. <laughs> yeah, I treated probably. you to Donut Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, holy fuck. And so me and Cody, you know you know Cody, we were at, Cody was a, my best friend and he was a trooper for this. We were at the car wash trying to find that smell. And he pulls out the fucking empty chocolate milk bottle and goes, was this supposed to be closed? And we did everything we could. <laughs> And that stench would not go anywhere. I was... I'm crying. I'm so crying. Oh, it's so I good. I was horrified. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. We went to Target. We bought three bottles of Febreze and couldn't get the smell out. You're not supposed to use Febreze. You're supposed to use ozone. That's the best 
the best thing to get Carsmell out. And I only know this because I had a friend throw up in my beautiful Honda Civic all over the interior. I was so angry. We stopped being friends for a while after that. I was so angry. I'm like, you have, I have one rule for all of my friends. If I decide that we're, I'm chaperoning your ass while you're drinking, you have no right to, to vomit all over my car. You have none whatsoever. I did go to the Honda dealership. They had to take the door off because I couldn't get the smell out. It was horrific. I was traumatized. I had to sell that car eventually because it was just like <laughs> the like the the ghost of vomit passed. Just that's wild. Ugh. I dated this girl named Jasmine from Monrovia, and she and her friend—I forgot her friend's fucking name—but you know she was the friend that you have that makes you feel better about yourself. Um, I've had a few of those. <laughs> She she took a, me and the guy that was in my band who drummed to a hookah bar, mm-hmm. and we had like you know fucking French fries and hookah and whatever, and we did our thing. And she was driving us back, and her friend was in the front seat, and just says, "I don't feel so good," and projectile vomits onto the dashboard. And I'm trying to remain cool because I'm like dating this girl, and I'm not trying to say like, "Oh, that's fucking gross." Yeah. And then my drummer goes, "Ugh." <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> And I was like, dude, oh, shut up. And he goes, that's fucking nasty. Let me out. <laughs> and, um, yeah, after that, the girl's like, your friend's an asshole. You can't, he can't come around anymore. I go, oh, sorry. I probably would have said the same thing. <laughs> I honestly, that's a proper response to projectile vomiting. I mean, you don't, I don't want to be anywhere. I hate vomit. Like, I, I don't know how I'm going to have kids. Like, I'm going to have to have a super trooper husband because I cannot stand. I I don't have a fear of it. Like, I know there's people that have, like, an actual fear of it. But mm. I just. You can't. Everything about it just absolutely. The texture, the color. Oh, the God. It just. I don't know. I, I, I was haunted by that experience. I got a, a Wetzel's Pretzel vomit story for you if you want to hear it. No. I really I'm, don't. I'm, I'm going to tell it anyway. I really don't. So I was working at Victoria's Secret, right? You know, like everyone fucking knows. And this kid comes in with this blue slushy and the the pretzel wrapped hot dog. And then he's with his dad waiting for his mom to check out. Just whoosh in the middle of the floor. And it spread everywhere. Ew. And it was every, like Ew. It, it just spread. Did he ruin clothing? Was there no, like it was, clothing? It was all on that? the floor. Like he just did it in the perfect spot in the middle. Oh, that's so and I looked, in, and the girls looked at me, and they go, can you mop that up? And I go, oh, my <laughs> God. Right? So I'm like, I'm anxious, because I, I could smell the, mm-hmm. like, blue raspberry, mm-hmm. but also the, the stomach acid. Yeah. And I'm trying to do it, and I start, and I start, like, dry heaving. Doesn't and, the mall have, like, a janitorial service you can call for stuff like that? Yeah, but it, we were in a pinch. <laughs> really? And so then this guy, his name was Deshaun. He was from Brooklyn. He was an older guy. And he transferred over to our store. And he goes, I'll take care of it, big guy. Oh, what a sweet dude. And I was like, you, you sure? He goes, yeah, I have kids. <laughs> 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 and he took care of it. But, oh, I just can remember the just the blue raspberry just hitting the floor. Watching <sighs> that kid do it. I was like, ooh. And the smell. Just oh, God, up. I can't. That's so gross. I think that's a good place to leave off. Yeah. You want to pick a song of the day? Um. There's one you were singing all day. 
Salina. 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 Anything by Salinas. Anything for Salinas. Yeah. This is the the bumper that was sticking off of the bus. <laughs> bumper. Of Salinas. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Desperate Pleasures podcast. Please rate, share, and subscribe on whichever platform you listen to and share with a friend. The Desperate Pleasures podcast is recorded in Los Angeles County, California, with the help of our marketing coordinator, writer, and co-host, John Marquez. Editing, writing, and artwork is done by Daniel Garcia, and that's me, and this is all my fault.